1: i'm travis Connectney. hi i'm chuck fletcher
2: hey this is jeremy roenick hi this is travis sanheim hi i'm joel fairby hi this is derek broussard hey i'm scott lawton hi this is Bob clark hey, and you're, you're listening, listening, listening to, to snow the goalie 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 snow, snow, the, goalie. snow the goalie
1: oh yes ladies and gentlemen welcome into snow the goalie and we're gonna get right to it quick episode this week. When I say quick, it's probably going to be like 30 or 45. Hell, the way that we go, it might even go an hour, but we're just going to we're gonna say it's a quick episode this week. Happy New Year to everybody out there who listens on the podcast feed, who watches over on the Crossing Broad YouTube channel. Hope that you and yours had a, an excellent uh, New Year's Eve, a great New Year's Day. We're going to get right into it because there's there's a lot that is going on, not only with the team, uh, some things that are, are going on uh, at, at the arena, but then also our one of our very own was out I don't know, shaking hands, kissing babies at '90s night, uh, and that, of course, is a man who's not in his car, who I believe is holding a small canine, and that is none other
2: than our good friend Buddy
1: Chris Taryon. Follow my him boy. on
2: Twitter at cterian6. How are you doing, ya butte? I'm doing great, hanging out with my little man Cash right here, and he just comes up for a little view. He's a little little Shih shi- Tzu poodle, and he's my man. So he comes in and he's uh, joined the podcast. He doesn't even realize how famous he is yet. I had a blast last night down at the game. You know what, guys? Listen, I can't believe it's, you know, what, about a year and a half since I started. And uh, it, w- it wasn't it was smooth. Uh, it wasn't smooth. You know, things had, had, uh, had happened. And, and listen, it's still a work in progress. But, man, I had a blast last night just being around Flyers fans, being on the concourse, the season ticket lounge, meeting people in some of the suites. Um, it was just great to be back in the building like I used to be for a night, uh, shaking hands and just sharing some stories. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about Snow the goalie from a lot of the fans, which I found really cool. Uh, a lot of, you know, people saying, you know, uh, reminiscing about the 90s. It was 90 night last night. And I had a great time down there. And you know what, guys, for the first time, and I'll say in a while, and, and I know this team's not going to be a Stanley Cup night a juggernaut. No playoffs in sight, but a four-game win streak and an incredible Thursday night at the building against the Arizona Coyotes, who are not, you know, the budding... Colorado Avalanche or, or Vegas Golden Knights where you, you get good superstar talent coming in. It was a great night in South Philly last night. It really gave me a, a little bit of a trip back in time to the flyers of what they were. But also, more so important, and I know how important it is to you, Anthony, a, a trip of what is what will be again. You know, what will be again with a good team? Because the fans in this town do care. They're pissed off. Yes, they're disappointed in a lot of what they've seen. But I also think they see that there could be a silver lining somewhere but where my silver lining is 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 i've always said the fans are the beating heart uh, are the beating heart of this entire organization they always have been ed snyder knew that and happy 90th birthday today which would be his heavenly birthday he always knew that and he used to say my fans are the most important people to me and when i saw that last night at that game with about 15,000, I think we, we guessed anthony before you know in terms of real people butts in seats uh, i was really optimistic that what was Philadelphia hockey will always be Philadelphia Flyer hockey. And uh, man, I was pretty excited about it. And uh, it's a positive Bundy today, right? Like, I, I love it. And, and uh, I just called, referred to myself in the third, but uh, anyway, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> We're
1: off to a hell of a start here. Uh,
2: that's uh, great, great start, boys. If- man, I love everybody today.
1: <laughs> be going? Happy New Year once again. Anthony San find him on Twitter at San Philly. How are you? Keep the positivity going, fella.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna keep the positivity going. It was uh, it, Bundy's right. It was a it was a good experience down there last night. I mean, th- th- you know, teams winning. Uh, can't say much about the coyotes. That's that's a <laughs> terrible, terrible hockey team, but man. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff. Uh some entertainment afterwards, which we're gonna talk about. Um Discussing the Flyers' uh, lone All Star. Well, they could get, they can get a second, but it's uh, improbable, I would say, at this point. Um, And uh, and the coach's reaction to it. But I mean, look, there's some good things happening with the with the team on the ice. And Bundy's right to get fifteen thousand people down into the barn. The first home game after the holiday against a bad Western Conference opponent Mm -hmm. says a lot. I mean, it really yeah. does about about the fans. It does say a lot about the fans that they're willing to come down for that, um, and and they were treated to it. They were treated to a good effort by the team. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit of momentum for the future. I mean, you get to see a lot. The one thing I wanted to say is this, and I know that this is a little bit skewed, but I believe that in the, it's the last. Uh, they said this uh, last eight games. I think it is the Flyers have more points scored by players aged 23 and under than any team in the NHL. Now, not every if you're a good team, you're probably not playing a lot of twenty three and under guys. So right. you do have to take that with a grain of salt a little bit. But it does also say that there are veterans on this team and that's who's contributing is the twenty three and under players are the ones that are really contributing right now. So uh, so yeah that's good it's all good stuff for the Flyers in that regard. Uh, yeah. the don't, negative don't take don't you dare! Because I had a positive thing. I wanted to throw a positive. Right, thing yeah, you in throw there. one more positive thing, but there is a all negative. Right. There is a negative. So I'm
1: actually of. going to turn a negative into a positive because I think it's important, and and I know that usually the way that this this show works, we get to the very end, right as we're about to to sign off for the day, you go, hey oh. well, Ross, awesome. um, <laughs> got some five star reviews and got to read some five star reviews, <laughs> and and the the good thing is that some of the the more um, critical i guess we'll say listeners to the show for a while like it, they just had a hard time with with uh, listening comprehension and when we would say if you want to be critical it could be critical and, like you know live your best life but it has to be a five star review if you live like one star two three four we're not reading it but a five star we'll read it even if it's negative so we got <laughs> this week but there's one that i really wanted to get out of the way here because um, it, it's actually indicative of the fact that things are a changing. Things have been a changing. Um, and, and I want to read this one because we, we had two that I think kind of go together. One was from Tucker1898 who said, boo, you guys are really full of yourselves and it's absolutely pathetic. And that is totally fair. Anthony is 100% full of himself. Bundy and I try every week to, to stop him from being <laughs> such an egotist, But that, that, that's, you know, that, that is what it is. There's only so much we can do. But this one is the one that I love. And this is where I want to take the positive amp. This one's from Duntree. First time. First time listening. Enjoyed the content uh, people were difficult to like personally. Feel like they're taking credit for the culture change upcoming for the Flyers. Full of themselves truly. Get to hockey talk. Not to what you've accomplished. Nothing. Gents, I want to, uh, I want to point your attention really quickly. And I think that you know where this is going to go. I want to point your attention to something that, that came out on Twitter today. Um, of course, as Bundy mentioned, today happens to be the birthday, what would have been the 90th birthday of Ed Snyder. And as you can see here, if you're watching on the Crossing Broad YouTube feed, the Philadelphia Flyers acknowledged that on Twitter this year. They did not do that last year, and Anthony and I took them to the task. Bundy, I don't remember if you were on for I, that after, but last I, year— I was,
2: I, was, I was here. Yeah, I was around. Yeah, I don't remember we, ever talking, we, but yeah.
1: We took the organization to task over this became a big thing. And then we heard from people in the organization last year, who like you're blowing this out of proportion. Like, why would we do that? The team wasn't playing, yada, yada, yada. And here it is January 6th, Philadelphia Flyers acknowledging Ed Snyder's birthday. What would have been his 90th birthday. And, and look, there's even some positive here in the comments. Okay. It, well, I, the, the second one's actually very negative, but the first one's good. He's sending his love right back a flyer forever. We're going to keep the positivity that's, there. That's from there his are daughter. Some, there, there are some people who are um, not exactly the most complimentary of current ownership in front office, but the fact remains. There there are changes that have been happening. Now, do I say that we are solely responsible for it? Yes. I mean, no. No, of course not. But could we have some influence? Maybe. Maybe there's just a little bit. Anyway, that's a positive. Um, th- there was another thing. The four-game win streak or the the, the winning that this team has done can be viewed as a negative. I certainly have a hard time loving it. But what you're starting to see, and this is one thing that I think we we definitely need to dive into here, is you're seeing young guys continue to take a step forward. And we said that if this team was going to do anything of value this year, independent of their outcome, independent of how the games turn out, we need to see steps forward. And it's happening with younger players, like friend of the show now, Owen Tippett, We've seen Morgan Frost have another strong game against Arizona. If only he could play against Arizona every night. But there do appear to be strides being taken. And, Anthony, I read your, your story over on Crossing Broad. I wanted to see, you know, from your perspective, who, who's really standing out to you right now uh, in terms of the young core?
0: Or what could be a young core, I guess I should say. Um, well, I think that, I think the guys that really stand out to me with the way they play, night in and night out. Um, it, it, well, Noah Cates for one. Um, again, I, I he's not going to be a top end guy, but towards is playing him as a top line center, and he's doing a heck of a good job. I mean, he's not scoring a ton of goals, he's not putting up a ton of points. That's not what he's going to be, but he's he's a heck of a two way player, and he he buys in. I think he's part of this. I think Owen Tippett has been impressive of late. He's got ten points in his last eleven games. Five goals, five assists. But you see him kind of taking uh, his game to to up a level. It was he got off to a good a good start, then he kind of dipped a bit, and I kind of felt like he was on that precipice of maybe getting benched. And then all of a sudden, he turned the game back around and he plays very fast. he's he's a hell of a skater, um made a great pass. I know the game was out of reach at this point last night. It was the sixth goal, but makes a hell of a pass. you know, comes down the wing. Skates behind the net and finds JVR in front with a really pretty pass for the for the sixth goal. Um, so I definitely think he's one of those guys. And and Cam York, Cam York is is really doing a nice job getting the getting yeah. the uh, getting the rush going, getting the puck out of his own end. He's another one who's even putting up points. He's got seven
2: assists in his last eight games. Um, you know what's funny with him, Anthony? I just want that? I just want to point just while we're on Cam York. Sorry for jumping yeah. in here. He's actually simplified his game. And it's looked like he's doing more before. He's trying to bring all that junior crap and the spinorama stuff and getting in trouble. He's yeah. really simplified the breakout pass and what he's doing. He's not going to be a Drew Doughty. He's not that guy. No, but he can be an efficient puck moving defenseman and do it well on a nightly basis.
0: Well, it's funny because a few episodes back, when we were first talking about him when he was first called back up. We were talking about him. Could he be a potential Dan Boyle? And then Torts brought up Dan Boyle in conference. Like, it was like, I couldn't believe that he brought – I was like, we just said this on Snow the Goalie. Torts brought up Dan Boyle as a comparison – um, a couple games ago, I think he was talking about or a couple practices ago. Was talking about uh, that that he feels like he could potentially get to that point and be that kind of player, where you're not always going to do the right thing in your own end. You're not always going to be the best defensive defenseman, but you're going to be really good on breakouts, and you're going to provide enough offense to to make you know the couple mistakes that you make, you know, more palatable. Um, right. And so that's what, that's who he compared him to. Look, if, if Cam York turns into Dan Boyle, it's
2: that's a win. good player. That's good a win. That's a, player yeah.
0: It's a good player in this league. Right. Um, and so let I think, me, I, me I think quick. those are the guys. I'll give you one more Russ.
1: Yeah. Cause no, I think no, it'll lead.
0: Me on Cam York really quick. Cause remember okay, here,
1: yeah. I, I got on my stump about, I think it's nonsense again that we have, you know, the veteran coach sends the kid down, yada, 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 what the hell's he doing the a all that whether or not it worked. Whether or not it, it paid immediate dividends, you know, I think is a, a little bit of a different conversation. But Bundy's point by simplifying his game and by clearly believing that his coach isn't going to have a quick hook for him, which I, I do think is really, really critical to point out here, which might be different from training camp and preseason, he, he, it all looks like it's kind of clicked. And it, it would appear that barring some kind of, I don't know, trade deadline acquisition, some kind of cataclysmic uh, set of events. He should be up for the rest of the year. It, yeah. it would at least appear as though he's kind of established himself. All right, good. Well, who's the I think you had another one?
0: I you have one to- more to kind of yeah. throw at you because I think it kind of leads to another conversation and maybe transitions us to a different, a different part of the of this team right now. How about that Sam Erson? Hmm. There's a lot of people down there who believed that he was the best goalie in training camp. I've been hearing it since September that he came into camp and looked better than even Carter Hart. Now, I don't want to sit here and create a goalie controversy. It's not what I'm trying to do because Carter Hart is the number one goalie for the Flyers, deserves to be the number one goalie for the Flyers, and will be the number one goalie for the Flyers at least through the rest of the season, right? So, um, But what I want to point out with Urson is now he's got an opportunity, gets gets the call up. And he's gotten a chance. And look, look, he's played four well, four starts, three games against bad teams. <laughs> stop, stop I did not say that. I did not <laughs> say that. Did not. <laughs> those who are listening, I did
1: not <laughs> say <Yeah>. that though. No. <laughs> listening on podcast for the random bundle. I can't believe uh, I can't believe he just said that, Russ. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You know, listen, uh, I who am I to say? But for those who are listening who aren't watching on YouTube, uh San Filippo. Ursan better than Hart. You heard it here first. On snow, the goalie. <laughs> no, and Anthony. Anthony out here just shooting. I mean, no. But what I
0: but, sports but sports what sports. I will say this about about this kid, they like him enough that I believe he's going to be on the roster for the for the remainder of the season, and he's going to get fifteen or so starts, and they really yeah. f- want to see they want to see what he is because I, there's a quiet belief that he is the, that he will develop into a and number 1 in the nhl and if he does if if he gives you 15 relatively good starts here for the rest of the season while carter hart's playing most of the others um i i would venture to say that you go into the offseason saying we have two potential number 1 goalies here maybe we can do something and, and get something for one of them so he's another player that I think is a, is a good young player that may be part of this court long term.
1: There is an interesting mechanism thing that, that we probably should also talk about, which is the Felix Sandstrom of it all. You know, yeah. there was a legitimate concern that they could lose him through waivers and that the Flyers could ask him to take a conditioning assignment. Now, keep in which mind, which he did, that, which he agreed to do, which he didn't have to do. Uh, to be clear he did not need to accept it he would have ended up getting placed on waivers could have been claimed um but because he accepted the conditioning assignment which was actually there 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 are a couple of things here that are encouraging about that one um i i would assume that he can kind of see the writing on the wall at this point that ursan's going to be here and that carter hart obviously is the number one he he very easily could have kind of thrown things into chaos in a sense and and maybe even benefited maybe he gets picked up by another organization or by you know a better team or a team that he has a chance to start on and it it appears as though he's number three right now on the organizational depth chart in terms of who we could see right now so kudos to him for taking the assignment um it did create an interesting situation because if if he hadn't accepted it he does go on waivers and all of a sudden you know while it's great that it looks like you could potentially have Two strong netminders at the NHL level who are both young, you could have lost some of that organizational depth for absolutely
0: nothing. Uh, some, I mean, they, the, the, they're at a situation right now where they don't have a third goalie. If somebody gets hurt, that is NHL caliber. They just don't. So that's why. That's go ahead. I'm sorry, Bundy.
2: Huh. Well, you can dress one of those guys that they pull out of the stands there. And put <laughs>
1: yes Goatly, the, what about the veteran netminder that uh Chuck Fletcher hired not or signed in the offseason to a backup Carter Hart no okay yeah
0: no no not, not gonna happen um mm-hmm. okay. but the point oh, is, is that
2: you're talking about the kid in yeah, Siberia. I, forget, I don't even
0: remember his yeah. name that's how, that's how the, the Siberian Siberia.
2: he's in Siberia now yeah. no not Fedotov no, 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 no not, not him no no no, no that's Fed,
1: Fedotov now that that actually is another interesting thing too and we obviously hope that all 12 of them have Fedotov um I don't think it was ever actually confirmed if he had re-signed uh, in the KHL. That was like a thing going for a little bit that like he might try to re-sign in, in hopes that it would get him out of the military deployment. Um, if he if he didn't and his contract is up with CSKA Moscow, um, it would be interesting to see in a year or two if he does come stateside. All of a sudden, then then you have yet another potential. And do uh, the Flyers goalie. have a
2: pipeline of goalie? right now is that what we're looking at Anthony <laughs> is there a chance the Flyers may be a goalie no, pipeline not... a goalie factory so Chuck Fletcher, right. unbeknownst other, to us the other
1: goal he, he is to uh quarterback uh whatever you get it Howie Roseman quarterback factory Chuck yeah. Fletcher goalie factory
0: who knew the other goalies who have played for the Phantoms this year besides um Ursa Pat Nagel Troy Grosnick, who was the guy that Russell oh, was referring yeah, to that signed in the offseason, yeah. and Nolan Meyer. So, yes, nope. there, is no, there, there is no depth. The <laughs> There's no depth behind. So that's why they want to keep Sandstrom. And I'll tell you, so he goes down. He's going to be down there for two weeks, right, on a conditioning assignment, which buys the Flyers two weeks, okay? After that two weeks – they got to make a decision. What are they going to do? They got to bring them back. We're going to put them through. What are you going to do? I, I'm pretty confident that they're just going to bring them back and carry three goalies. I'm pretty certain that that's what they're going to do. And they're just going to have to, they can, they have the cap space because all the guys that are on LTIR, right? So they have the room to do it. I. They're just going to suck it up and carry three goalies for three months because they can't afford to not have Felix Sandstrom at this point. Um, but they kind con- they, they convinced him. That they they want him. They have him as part of their plan, um, in some capacity, whether it is as a backup next year or as the third goalie for the rest of this year, whatever the case might be. Um, but Sandstrom's on board with it. And they were they they don't want to waive him. They know that he'll get claimed, and they will they don't want to lose him for nothing, right? So uh so yeah, it's a it's a good problem to have when you have three goalies. Um, but Urson's gonna get a chance. He's gonna get a chance here. Um, be curious to see see how that all plays out as you look ahead for 23, 24.
1: Well, there is a a cloud that's looming and I guess Bundy, you know, maybe this I could throw this to you. Um, there there is the the cloud out there, there's the uncertain nature of what the uh Hockey Canada investigation is going to find. Now to, to to recap this really quickly for those who might have forgotten or might not have been in the know. Um Carter Hart was part of the Hockey Canada team. Um, Twenty eighteen was was not named uh, publicly. Was not named in uh, charges or anything, but was with the the team the weekend that there was a, a sexual assault, and he did not release a statement a few months ago when some of the details came to light. Uh, when it was announced that the investigation was being, you know reopened or or added on. Have to. other
2: names been mentioned, Russ, before would no. I just be, say it, or anyone else? I'm just trying to understand if other guys were and he wasn't? no,
0: so so no no official names have been have come out. I mean, there's been a lot of okay. inferences, and we're not going to make any inferences. um right, right. I didn't I are, didn't
2: know that's why I'm asking you yeah.
0: no, but there but there are some like legit NHL names that were on the 2018 team and no, no, 2003 this, well there was the 2003 one as a whole separate that's a different that's right. a whole a separate state. investigation yeah. yes uh but the 2018 team uh which included carter Hart, also included mm-hmm. for example uh kale mccarr was on that team right um yep. and uh jordan Cairo uh was on that team um and uh cal foot uh was on yep. that team um, so there's so there's some players that you know have established themselves as legit NHL players who were part of that team. Yeah. I mean, no one no one has been named. There have been no charges, but there are three concurrent investigations. One by the NHL, one by Hockey Canada and one by the the police or, you know, as they like to say up in Canada, the crown uh, is investigating and and they're going to they're diving into it. And until that until that initial police investigation um, is concluded. Nothing is going to come out from about anybody, the uh, NHL or the or Hockey Canada, they're not going to release their findings. The Hockey Canada the,
2: stuff is just, is, um, yeah. I mean, I've been represented Hockey Canada multiple times over the years. Yeah. To have read what I've read through a lot of the great sourcing that's been on Twitter from whether it's Ian Kennedy or, or some of the other people, I mean, it's pathetic what they did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just completely pathetic and it actually makes me shameful. And I, I was even part of it at times. So, they got a lot of work ahead of them, but go ahead. I mean, it's an interesting story, it's, and it's only we, in development still.
1: Yeah. The thing that was interesting about it, and we, we talked about this a few months ago, but some of those players, some of the guys who were on that team, put out their own public statement, independent of an attorney, independent of an agency, independent of anything, went on to social media. Now, whether this is not to say that going on to social media and, and declaring your innocence publicly is is the be-all, end-all, or is something that is a necessity, Right. But there were a number of players who did. There were a number of players who said I was not there, et cetera. Carter Hart was was not one of them. He was part of a group that is represented by a legal team who the legal team put out a statement that said that none of their clients had been uh, charged with any wrongdoing, which is not necessarily the same thing as declaring one's innocence outright and almost in a sense allows for gray area and perhaps for some people to say well what the hell does that exactly mean either you were there or you weren't we're not diving into this whole thing but just to give people an idea that investigation's out there and it's not as if it's a small thing it's not as if it's a back of mind thing or out of sight out of mind it is a very real thing in the league so much so that there have been murmurs, and this even goes back to at least one of our friends from the show in the past who've kind of gone back and forth with our our dear friend Ant and R.D., where there there have been uh, some murmurs league-wide that players who could potentially be in any way named or in any way have anything to do with or to have not already been cleared, that there could be difficulty in moving a player like that even if they were innocent because until a ruling has been put out formally by the police and then by the league and by hockey Canada, that a lot of these players are kind of off limits. No team is going to want to trade assets on the off chance or whatever chance that you acquire a player. And then they end up being named or they end up being charged there. There's a legitimate concern out there. So in a sense, I mean, Carter Hart is untradeable um, right league, now. Yeah. Right now in league circles, it's believed he's untradeable because of this uncertainty around the whole situation, which is why perhaps it's not only beneficial that Urson has stepped up, but perhaps Sandstrom looks at it and says there, there could be a yeah. shot here. You know, whether he gets, if, if Hart gets cleared and the team decides they want to move on, there, there you go. Get a get a, a, a bountiful return in terms of prospects and, and whatever else. You're really trying to, you know, jump start, kick start uh, a full on rebuild here. You could do that. If something, God forbid, were to happen where he's part of it and is essentially out of the league, there's another opportunity. I it, there there are so many different things at play here. Um
2: man, I don't know where you're at on it. Take a look Me at or the or Boston buddy. Bruins, what they went through this year with that signing. Yeah.
0: Right, just yeah, for ba- yeah.
2: from a bad opt from a bad optic standpoint, right? So the bar's already been set, and I'll let you jump on it, Anthony. But to me, that's all I could remember this year of the Boston Bruins beyond the great start they had and the amazing season was that signing of that kid and the amount of of uh, a pushback that they had gotten both from uh, the media and, and the fan base throughout North America and the world. Yeah. For that, that was that for that signing. So I yeah, can only uh, imagine if a name for name, Eller. what these people are going to end up Miller. dealing with, the organization. Yeah. yeah.
0: M- Mitchell, M- Mitchell Miller is who Bundy's referring to there, uh, who, right. who who uh, bullied a, um, a kid when he was younger um, pretty badly, too. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, so um, the, the, the only thing I will say issues. on this, the only thing I will say, say on this, and, and again, we, we have to be, we're, we, I want to reiterate what Russ has said. There is no accusation here, we know nothing. We know nothing. We don't know who's involved, like who was involved. So we're not gonna even try and speculate. Other than to say this, this would be the only level of speculation that I think I could I could honestly say. If it came out that any of these players that are in the NHL or, or still in the minors, if, if they're still in the minor leagues, um, were involved in any way. And when I say in any way, I mean if they knew about it and said nothing, in today's culture, in today's society, people are going to ask that they be let go. People are going to call for their head. They're going to try and cancel them. Right? I mean, it's really going to happen. Um, so it doesn't just have to be. You don't have to. You don't have to have been the actual one of the actual perpetrators and can still, you know, be put into a situation where it's an untenable one for you to stay employed with your current hockey team that's how bad the situation is again there's a, a lot that would have to come out a lot has to be tied into it they would have to i think that they might have to be found guilty too because there's a uh, there's a you know there's some people who believe that it wasn't that it was consensual some people who believe that it wasn't there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on with that story so you really can't say anything specific but it would it it wouldn't be a bad idea for teams, including the Flyers in this instance, because they have a player that could be involved. To plan for the what if, it may never come to fruition. It may never. It, there may never be a what if, mm-hmm. but what if it happens, and to have a plan in place, and if that means that's what you say to Felix Sandstrom, like. If this happens, we need that. We need you. Um, I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's a bad thing, and I. I wouldn't be surprised if every team that has a player tied to that, that, uh, that situation is doing the same exact thing, with whatever player's position is, and, and that's and that's just due diligence. That's not. That's not thinking that they're guilty or anything along those lines. It's completely due diligence, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers are doing that in this case. Let's turn the page here to something
1: a little bit more positive now. Now that we got that out of the out of the way, but it is it's, it's important. Um, the Flyers have a representative in the All Star game. Uh, the way that this process works is every team uh, gets a, an All Star representative. It's like Travis Konecny. Every everybody plays. Uh, Travis Konecny, friend of the show, uh, not the representative for the Philadelphia Flyers, no. despite having a sensational season. On track to have his best season of his career. Uh, what, five goals away from setting a career high? Um, on pace for, what was it, 46 goals? And
0: 46-6. Uh, on pace for 92 points.
1: 46-46. Um, which is
0: the first time since, was it 2008? two thousand
1: eighteen, or something? 08-09, oh, oh,
0: Jeff Carter, 46. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And that would be the most points, or the first player to break 90 points since Claude Giroux five, six years ago at least, right? 17-18, so, yep. So here, here we are in a situation where connect having the season of his life. Uh, he was injured, uh, at one point, which might've actually adversely obviously affected his point production, but seemed to be the guy that should have been the all-star representative, which is not to take anything away from Kevin Hayes. Bundy, you went on Twitter. You said, you know, congratulations to Kevin Hayes. Um, you know, it's great, great. Uh, and, and there obviously has been a lot that he's had to kind of go through the last year to fight through to, to bounce back from in the past year. Um, but where where do you fall on this? Because well, Hayes Hayes was on a point per game pace and all that, but man, Connect me really seems to have bought in and and really felt like it probably should have been his time.
2: You know what? Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Listen, and, and I meant that. Like, congrats to Kevin Hayes. It's a nice honor and everything. Um, but you know, this the, the the guy for me that's made the difference night in and night out, but more consistent. I know Hayes did as well, but they've been the two guys that were either going to be the guys that you're going to ride or die with, which they have been. Uh, they're not first line players, uh, but they're having, you know, both guys are having great seasons. They're first line guys in terms of what their makeup is with this team. Um, but Konechny's the a guy that should have been the pulled. And, and if you wanted to make Kevin Hayes the guy afterwards, I don't know if they're if they're doing popularity contests or let's be let's do it in order of kindness and nice niceness and everything and oh well, he's running out of years so let's put him in now and connect me will make it another year i don't know how it goes guys i don't want to speculate it i'm just guessing not making light of it but kevin hayes has done some good things and i know it's he's been not thrilled being here under with the way torts has gone with torts um but connect Me's a younger guy and uh and i think if you're the flyers you probably wanted it to be connect me anyway Cause that can help a guy, right? When you're an all-star, you just don't know, you know, what level you're going to go to next. And I think that they were looking forward to having that. Maybe he's still, if there's an extra vote or however they're going to do this, but connect me to me, guys was the only all-star on this team. Uh, and they got it wrong. I don't have anything yeah. else to say. I don't know how the, the, the picks were done. Who did them? Uh, I suggest you watch more flyer hockey and get your head out of your ass. And stop making uh, so many fucking dumb picks when it comes to stuff like this. Ask people <laughs> exactly. that actually watch their teams instead of being some idiot that's sitting there going, hey, we're going to do it for Kevin Hayes instead of connecting because you know what? Like, it's his turn. Yeah. Get lost. Put the right yeah, guy in.
0: So it's NHL hockey operations, which I didn't even know was a thing.
2: I'll they, be honest with you. That's what I said. That? like,
0: uh, who I, I've been covering this sport for 23 years and didn't know NHL hockey operations existed. Like I really didn't. I had no idea that the, I didn't know what that means. Like I know each team has a hockey operations department. I didn't know the league had a hockey operations department. Like you're supposed to manage the what? <laughs> like are you picking the all star team? Is that the only your only job? And then they screw it up. Um, but that's who picks it, <laughs> yeah. right? So here's my here's the thing. I, I don't think you're wrong, Bundy. I think that they looked at this. They look at this as more of a a marketing approach for the team for the league than they do as an actual reward um and and they want the stories that are going to be the better stories that they could promote that whole weekend and you know after everything kevin went through last year with his brother dying and being you know coming back from the two injuries the two uh surgeries um and you know scoring for his brother and uh and all that stuff and now this year the whole thing and remember when torts benched him when he was the leading scorer of the team, he's now second behind Konechny. But when he was leading scorer and was and was a healthy scratch, the league, like all of the talking heads for the league, went nuts. Like we've never seen, we've never seen this before. What the hell's Torts doing? Blah blah blah. So it's almost like it's a, it's almost like it's an fu to Torts. You know, back at him say, okay, we're going to pick this guy to be the all star. Konechny's been an all star before, so it's not like he's never been an all star before, and. Okay. There is a there is a uh, chance for fans to vote in three more players for the Metropolitan Division team. Um I, Will Connecting probably would have had a better chance, probably has a better yeah. chance of getting voted than Hayes would have. So I think that they look at it and say, we'll take the you know, if we're going if we want the Hayes story, we do that and then Konechny maybe he gets in if the fans vote him in. It's the did, same thing. Did in anybody, Edinson,
2: just did anybody example, get a like, his- yeah, go go, go ahead, ahead. Finish.
0: I was going to say, like for an example, in Edmonton, Connor McDavid got the pick. Okay, fine. But Leon Drysidle was not picked because they only picked right. one guy per every team. Well, Drysidle certainly deserves to be an All Star, so they just assume he's going to be the one that get the fans will vote him in. No, no, question. So maybe they looked at it and said, look around the Metro. Who else in this division, you know, is deserving? Maybe Konechny will get. Maybe the fans will realize it and vote Konechny in anyway.
2: Did anybody else get stiffed like Konechny? Did somebody like a worse player, lesser player make it and then another player got left behind like Konechny? Um, no, to me, and I look at it, he got totally stiffed um, by the Pastor, hockey ops of the
0: NHL. Pasternak isn't there. And he's the best player on the best team in hockey. They picked the, they picked the goalie, right, in Boston, I believe. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. You know, Braden Point didn't get picked, but they picked Kucherov. Not yeah, but that, that no, no, that's, that's, player. that's
2: different. I mean, that's a Stanley, <laughs> that's a team that's got a couple Stanley cups, right? Like, I mean, it's, yeah. nobody cares if they go, cause they've already they've got their rings, but this is one where it's like, to me, if you ask the fan base, I mean, it's not even up for discussion. It's been connecting. He's been the guy all year. Yeah. Um, he Mont- and he's, and how he's about, also made it, he's improved
0: his game. How about Montreal? They picked Nick Suzuki instead of Cole Caulfield.
2: Yeah, um, that's bad. That, okay. That's a good, that's another example of it. That's yeah. a good example. So Caulfield should be in too, but they're not going to take two. So here's the problem, guys. They're not going to take two guys from really crappy teams. So right. it's unlikely yeah. it's going to be Caulfield yeah. and Connectney who are going to be the two guys because they're both on dog teams, right? Like at the bottom right. of the standings. Right. So they're going to end up picking somebody who, like as you said, Anthony, with your financial model or your selling model, they'll probably pick Braden Point or for right. sure, for sure, Leon Drysidle and Edmonton. So I think the Flyers they get one and one only, unless you put it to a fan vote, and if Philly's involved, ConnectMe will probably get in.
1: Now Bundy has already shown more concern about this topic than a guy who benched Kevin Hayes and a guy who clears to have clearly has gotten through to Travis me, and that of course is John Tortorella. So after uh, Thursday night's game, John Tortorella has asked this and. And he was asked about Travis Konecny being snubbed for the All-Star team, and so, um, well, let's just let Torts weigh in here.
2: It, it, it's a, it's a tough league to win in, no matter who you play. Uh, so we're, we're certainly not going to uh, uh, go in the back door and say that because it's against weaker opponents. I, I think our game has, has grown as a team.
0: So here I comes the question. you
2: be your most consistent player all year long. Are you disappointed that he didn't uh, make the All Star team tonight? They announced Oh, the I don't even worry about that shit. The, the, the way they all the whole game, the whole weekend, it, it, I don't even watch it. I, I think it's it's turned into a well, I'll just leave it at that. I really don't care. Do you okay. think that he's deserving yeah. of the All-Star? I really don't care. all stuff. Okay. That oh, let me I hadn't seen it. Let me just make it my comment. That is fucking awesome! <laughs> That is the best thing I've heard in 2023. That is the best.
0: <laughs> I love the fact. I don't, I don't even watch it. I don't I, I really don't care. I don't that shit doesn't matter to me. What do you
2: think the NHL's thinking when they're like, Jesus, man, one of our prominent coaches just took a leak all over the all-star events? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: fantastic. I know Russ doesn't like it. Russ thinks it's a it's it's a uh it's it's unfair to Konechny. Like, he could have at least answered and said, you know, Konechny's deserving. But the fact is, is he just shit all over the All-Star, That's the whole just, concept of the All-Star
2: game. Absolutely. It's almost like they should cancel if they're him. Like, John, what, anything else you'd do with the All-Star game, that would help. Yeah, I would, uh, I would cancel it um, <laughs> tomorrow if I could. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just give us the week off, and we'll be back.
1: Yeah. The only uh, thing about it that I, I wasn't thrilled with, because initially I laughed, because – uh, Crossing Broad had set the odds in the very beginning of the year about like which reporter is Tortorella going to like kill first, and and Carcidi was like on the board. I don't know how he was. He was the odds-on favorite. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is I feel like as a coach in that situation, there is a way to express that you hate the All Star Game and think think it's garbage, but also defend your player at the same time. Like I think that what Tortorella could have said is. I don't really care about the all-star game. I think it's a terrible, like I think the event is like not what it used to be, all that. That said, Travis has done everything we've asked of him. He, he has totally bought into the system, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and any year, his effort and what he's produced is all-star caliber. And then you, and then you leave it at that. And I, I think that that's like the way that you kind of internally, you boost your player. And at the same time, externally to the public, you're like, this really is a joke. I feel like the 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 old pundit in him, the the you know talking head version of Tortorella, came out there a little bit more, and maybe it's just like one of those things where you go, huh. that's it. It was funny. Oh, classic! I,
0: I, it made, it made my job much easier.
1: Oh, it did, dude. That's writing a, what writing, an writing all
0: about that, right? But As it opposed, eighteen
1: hundred oh, words to get to uh, to that point, and <laughs> so you know, you and your long ass
0: posts.
1: All right. Before we head out, uh, we had some five-star reviews Woo-hoo! we want to get to. WBON22 says, more minutes for Bundy. Always informative, never afraid to take a stand, and always entertaining.
2: Nah, Thanks, guys. Nice. I, I,
0: I, I, wonder, I wonder how many of your coaches said, more minutes for Bundy.
2: <laughs> every every single one of them, except for PowerPoint. <laughs> They saw me on the power. Someone saw me in the power play for three seconds at the end. They're like, get him the fuck off the power play. <laughs> yeah,
0: if you had to guess, Bundy, real quick, if you had to guess in your career, how many minutes do you think you played on the power play?
2: You know, my I, first I don't couple the, of years, like I don't know the, answer, the probably, maybe, um Maybe 50 okay. in my career. Okay. You know, I mean, I think that that might be fair. Maybe 40, maybe 40. But, you know, if you're not getting power play time, you're not getting points, especially in the league today. So, but no, I did not play power play, and thank God I didn't. You know the best part I told the kid yesterday before we go to the next five-star? I said, you know the best part about my career? Nobody asked me to score a goal one single time. And if you can do that for 900 games, you're a winner. I have
0: one last question about this. Were you ever the last guy on the team to register a point or score a
2: goal or no? Um, I won. I know that's a thing. Games. I know that's a thing. In the I won 104 time. games without scoring, and I went okay. end end in Tampa and shot the puck empty net, and we won it. It was like a minute left, and it could have been icing. And Clark comes by me in the locker room after he goes, "You're fucking lucky that one in." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then after I scored, I dove into my bench. <laughs> <laughs> In Tampa, in Tampa. So yeah. Anyway, I know I, I wasn't the last player to ever score. There was like, like there was always somebody who was a little worse offensively. I wasn't bad offense, I just didn't play power play. If you're not in the power play, right, you're right. not getting points. You know, everybody no, in that league not- is okay offensively at, at a power play at what level. But when you get to the top level, it's only made for a handful of guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you did put up 159 points in your career. It's not like you you were nothing, right? I mean, so that's that's pretty good. I'm gonna work yeah,
2: really
1: hard. We're
0: even yeah,
1: there, there's got to be a stat somewhere for your career of uh, how much power play time you had. He My has friend.
0: 10. I looked at it. He, he had uh, you actually had eight power play goals and 10 power play assists in your career. But only there's- but none after 2000, 2001. How many shorthanded goals did he have? I have that number. Two. I think I had one or two. You two in the same season yeah. two
1: and six shorthanded assists. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. That, that was, uh, that was one. So, uh, they're taken 23, five-star review. My favorite podcast, six stars for Anthony and Bundy, three stars for Russ, (laughs) five-star average mathematically challenged. (laughs) It's good. Uh, always a great show. Not the usual sycophants like other pods. Uh, Anthony has an, has incredible sources and insight. Chris brings the unique perspective of a player and broadcaster Russ keeps the show going as a typical Philly fan. I don't know how to feel about that. However, Russ needs to stop beating dead horses. Seriously, Russ, you've beaten the Chuck Fletcher and Kevin Hayes dead horse more than a third-day-old road roadkill on the Schuylkill Expressway. <laughs> the <what it> <laughs> Twitter demons are a bit much. Keep up the great work Wait for the next episode. P.S. Sheets, Russ, really? That's why I got three stars. Has nothing to do with the fact that I've been right for eighteen months about Chuck Fletcher. Has nothing, nothing to do with any of it. It's because the I sheets. Said- and once again. Last time, Sheets and Wawa, both have good things. Both do different things well. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't believe you got a three-star. <laughs> yeah, right. This flyer season hasn't been very entertaining, but Aunt Russ and Bundy's insight is holding my interest during a dismal period in team history thoroughly enjoy their educated but casual banter. It reminds me that there was once a time that I could discuss hockey with people who actually knew the sport and cared enough to talk about it. I'm not very confident that Flyers' ownership prioritizes winning anymore, but at least Aunt Russ, and Chris, and I still care. That's nice by Buds, too. That's a good one. That's I like good, that. That's very nice. Great stuff. Last one. Dilly underscore Dilly. Five-star pod for a one-star team. I'll admit, when I first saw this, I was like, oh my god, they said that Three of us are a one-star team. That hurt, but no, I've been meaning to leave a fiver for you fellas, but I can't leave reviews on Google Podcasts or Spotify, so I had to borrow the wifey's iPhone. Love the pod. Flyers fan living in New York City, so I definitely get my Flyers fix here. Keep up the great work. Would love to see more interviews of current Flyers insiders, Flyers alumni, etc. The trio is really finding their groove, similar to Michael K. Show, whereas Russ talks way too much. That's a compliment, Russ. Keep it up, and uh, thank you. Keep it going and thank you. Good stuff. Well, I would good take stuff. Michael K's job. Great I mean, stuff.
2: Great you know, reviews. Yeah,
1: you know, like ESPN Radio in New York City. That's fine. Like, that's a good job. <laughs> Although he's currently, like, maybe leaving. I saw it on Elite Sports New York. Yeah. Of our, our friendly sites. So, anyway, uh, I think it's probably a good place to end this week. Guys, a lot of positivity on this podcast. If there's one thing that people have to say after this episode, we have started off 2023 with a lot of positivity. Hashtag Pazadelphia. So, uh and anything
2: else before we head out
0: no wrap it up russ i gotta go anything else go. from
2: you on our way out nope just uh had a, again great night last night looking forward to being back down at the building a little bit more too and uh it was good i was really encouraged by a lot of the good stuff and a lot of positivity right now and you know what it lets me know we don't have to be you know have, have to beat the, the horse the, the, the drum on on negative things and you know what flyers are doing a good job winning games some people don't want them to win do you know what? It's it's a lot lot easier and more fun winning games doing what we do than they do when they lose. So uh, yeah. a lot of positive positive things. And I'm trying to get that message across too.
1: Probably some losses to come this season. So let no, let's no enjoy doubt. let's no enjoy doubt. the feeling of winning and a team playing the right way while we can. So yeah, uh, for Bun- on Twitter at C 6 I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. That's Anthony at Aunt San Philly on Twitter. You can find the show on Twitter at Snow the Goalie, Instagram. At snowthegoalie, facebook.com slash snowthegoalie. You can go to snowthegoalie.com where you can find all of these links. You can find the video, which is also on the Crossing Broad YouTube channel. You can find the podcast anywhere you get them Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. I think it's on Pandora. I don't know. Probably, but I don't know who listens to podcasts on Pandora, whatever. It's everywhere that you want to get your podcasts, Snow the Goalie. And remember, as we've been asking every week, tell two other people in your life who are Flyers fans out, Snow the Goalie. By the way, I totally forgot to mention this. And guys, I I don't think I have the tweet pulled up fast enough to be able to show it on screen. I'll remember to do it next oh,
0: week. Oh, we've got to do it next but, week. The guy with the t-shirt you're talking about?
1: Yes, we had somebody who tweeted at us earlier this week. I feel terrible that I don't have it pulled up, so I'm going to owe the guy like, you know, five apologies next week. But we had a listener to the show uh I think it was like an an off, you know, whatever comment that I made like a week or two ago about like, you know, we need to start the merch or something like that, and there is a snow the goalie listener Uh, it's anthony rocco i just found it just pulled it up anthony rocco went. there is no snow the goalie merch store right now but anthony rocco went and and on his own accord went out and he made himself or got printed for himself a snow the goalie shirt so anthony rocco that makes you i think this week's like number one fan of snow the goalie so it's a great looking shirt might have to go into uh getting some merch done guys I mean, Ask me uh, more about that. John LeClaire
2: sent me that picture. Say that again? John LeClaire had a picture of that and sent it to me, which tells me John LeClaire is a very quiet, secret listener of Snow the Goalie. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's a great place to end this week. That's Thank awesome. you to everybody who listened. Thank you to everybody who watched. Uh, we will talk to you next week here on Snow the Goalie.